episode of The Awakener and welcome back. Today, I'm going to discuss something about decision-making and how our brain enables or even disables our decisions. They say that the quality of our decisions affect the quality of our life. And so it is so important that we pay attention to how we make decisions. So we are taking charge of our processes. You see, in my many years of studying human beings and how they can feel their best and be their best, and I call this peak performance, I learned that we have not just one, but three brains. Our head brain, that is responsible for our creativity. Our heart brain, that is responsible for our compassion. And finally, our gut brain, that is responsible for our courage. If you want things done, and not just done, but done, and really done, and executed with excellence, and with confidence, we need to make sure our idea, our thought, our decision has been processed by the whole brain. And today, I will focus on the gut brain and its best expression. My favorite topic in my self-leadership sessions, it's called courage. You see, our gut brain is seldom nourished and is undervalued and underappreciated and underrecognized. And we grew up thinking that we only have one brain and that is at the top of our head. That is called our head brain. Now, here's a secret. You want some new things happening in your life and at work. And you want to make a change in your life and in the way you do things at work. Or you need to take some big risks for bigger gains in life. You need to make sure that you are able to not just think it and feel it. You need to be gutsy. In the early 1970s, John Grinder and Richard Bandler put together a powerful achievement technology and they called it Neuro-Linguistic Programming, or NLP, which fused together mindset, language, and behavior in one practice to reproduce the codes of success. And Science Digest reported that NLP could be the ultimate behavioral engineering tool. Now, years after, Professor George Lakoff and Dr. Mark Johnson of the University of California in their book, Metaphors We Live By, rocked the field of linguistics and claimed that mind and language, they are embodied. That human cognition or human intelligence deeply uses the sensory motor system and emotions. And that is our body. Yes, our bodies, our arms, our legs, our hearts, our gut, they have intelligence too. Neuroscience has discovered since then that other than the head brain, we also have a heart and a gut brain. The heart has 40,000 neurons and the gut has 100 million neurons. And both organs have fewer neurons compared to the 100 billion in the head brain, but nonetheless are very, very, very powerful organs. Now, if success, according to NLP, is driven by mind, by language, and behavior, and further discoveries on mind and language embodiment tells us that these functions are controlled by not just one, but three brains, understanding how the two brains work is rockstar, totally fired up, game changer. I'd often ask people what they think successful people have in common, and they'd tell me it's their intelligence or their ideas. Now, ideas are only powerful when it travels to the muscles. When the abstract concept gets transferred to some form of prototype or a product or service or a piece of paper or an organization or a business or a community, a family, if you want to really understand success, you've got to think of the doers, the adventure seekers, the risk takers who used a different script on their way to success. If you want to create impact in this universe, you need to launch your greatest strategy ever and 
that is called doing things. Your gut brain is the starring role in this arena. In doing things, you need to get the butterflies in your stomach to be ready to engage so you can pedal to the metal and respond to the call of adventure. And yes, you can turn these butterfly sensations in your stomach to rapid-fire action. After all, when you hear the word abracadabra, which is a Hebrew word for you create as you speak, it's like getting things done. So you think it, you speak it, and then you make it happen. Your God tag teams with your feet and bam, you might be on your way to producing greatness. We call the highest expression of the gut brain courage, bravery, guts, grit, executional excellence. The gut controls our core identity, our self-preservation, our risk-taking, our movement, and all these are driven by the neurons in our guts. And plants get shaken when the neurons in our guts start to be afraid or to hesitate or to resist. If you're able to tame these energies and then transform them into more resourceful energies, you're able to train our gut and you're on your way to an even different kind of success. The gut brain is the primal force responsible for doing things, which begins with courage. Imagine yourself being anxious over an upcoming presentation you will give in the office. You release stress hormones that may lead to irritable bowel syndrome such as diarrhea, constipation, bloating, what else, abdominal pain, and these prevent you from making a strong move. When you are in negotiations, for example, or presentations, and that nervousness will be felt, and it steals your confidence, and thoughts will be replaced by worry, and it is so hard to have this sensation in an activity where success rests on your confidence. You are not able to stand tall and take up space. You stutter. Your judgment gets clouded. Your physiology tells it all, and you are prone to make mistakes. A weak gut brain translates to low levels of testosterone, the hormone linked to power and dominance, and that can give you epic fail performance. Gut fail incapacitates motion, and so no matter how you turn the data, how you make sense, how you make meaning, without courage, there is no positive motion. And without motion, there is no behavior, and there definitely is very little or no result at all. But when you utilize the brains, the three brains, and I'm going to talk more about the head and the heart in my later episodes, we all know that it could lead to wiser decision-making. Unwise decision-making works when only one part of the brain is used. And when we don't harness the highest expressions of these brains, the head brain, for example, processes analytical concepts, patterns, numbers, logic. The heart processes our emotions and our compassion, relationships, and values. But action is however managed by a different organ. We don't act by thinking about it or feeling it. And no matter how we stoke the heart to a higher beat, another organ decides whether or not to comply or to do. In the final story, action remains within the ages of our guts. And therefore, every finish line is preceded by movement. No matter how you stoke the heart and give a name to your emotions, when the gut is not ready, there is no locomotion. So next time you lead people, next time you talk to your children, you make crucial decisions in life or you sell something, don't forget to consult your gut too. It has a lot to say about how ready the body is in in taking action. Otherwise, you'll always be wondering what's taking a project too long, what's taking it too slow from taking off. Now, this thing about the gut brain, this is really cool. It's like we have a remote control and we know when it's time to press the gut button. The head and the heart, and they are critical movers of prime decisions, fail when courage is weak. Nothing happens when nothing happens, and we must all go deeper southwards in our body to the level where the stomach gets butterflies and the feet get the chills. 
the gut is the inspired organ that begins our projects and the stamina organ that finishes the race. Without our gut power, our intense feeling is purely motivation and it expires. You'll say, oh, I want to set up this business and uh uh-oh, this involves risk-taking? This will threaten my comfort zone. What it requires for this to happen are skills I don't have that don't resonate with me and this determines our movement. These are the worries of our gut brain. Our core identity, our self-preservation, our movement, these are all considerations of the gut brain. And we need to know how to move forward when these questions present themselves in our plan. There is a French saying, nothing ventured, nothing have. He who risks nothing gains nothing. No guts, no glory. This is also an equivalent of this French saying. A major part of our gut intelligence is risk-taking. There is something that is gut deep in us that's telling us to pursue something or that something is not right beyond reason or logic. We sometimes call this intuition, and intuition plays an important part of decision-making. When evidences are beyond the consciousness or the conscious brain, we ask our intuitive brain to teach us something and tell us where to go. Our body picks up some bad vibrations, for example, from a smooth-talking potential business partner that tells us he can't be trusted or something else, and we just have to listen to our brain. Now, that is not you being paranoid. There is a word called pronoia which means that the universe is conspiring to help you. Your body is also a universe, expressing itself in human form. Your gut is the light that you are seeking from within, your intuitive helper that has the ability to detect and sense danger. Eyeball your gut for every small and big decisions you are making, especially the life-changing ones. They play a big role in protecting you or creating breakthrough moments for you. So you may ask, How can you develop your gut brain to be an energetic player in decision-making? And when courage is the highest expression of the gut brain, how can you learn to be braver? So let me share with you four simple ways to begin courage, the positive effects of which can be really profound in your life. Number one, acknowledge fear and be present even with fear. Fear is our consultant. Our unconscious mind is here to protect us all the time. So when we feel fear, Our unconscious mind is telling us, hey, you know, something might go wrong. Listen to it and then tame that energy. Tame it by being present until the sensation is no longer foreign and has turned into a friendly neighborhood emotion. Number two, be mindful of your beliefs. Instead of saying, I can't do this, say, I can learn to do this. Either you see constraints or you see opportunities. It is all up to you. Number three, step outside your comfort zone. Exercise your gut muscles by going the extra mile one millimeter at a time. It is not the distance that matters in your first attempt at courage. It is the small movement that lets you get out of inertia and gets your muscles moving and getting more and more curious. If you're nervous about a meeting with client, consider going to many dinner talks. Rehearse the most difficult conversations with a friend in a safe environment. And when you keep doing this, The thing that makes you afraid won't feel alien to you anymore. You have just tamed your nerves. Number four, just do it. Even failure is feedback. So there's got to be something positive about trying and even failing. In NLP, we often ask ourselves, what is the difference that will make the difference? What is that one thing that when you do today, the outcomes will exponentially be different than when you didn't do it? The time in our hands is often short. We are always in a hurry. 
So we've got to be strategic about the choices that we make. Choose the one that makes the biggest difference. Stop pursuing the path of least resistance all the time and start doing the most important one thing that makes the biggest difference, even when it is new and scary. The courage to be present and not to tap out even when you are exposed is a game changer. It sends us to sliding door moments. And doing this even when you're scared will make your gut brain really excited and will collaborate to the grand plan. Remember, no guts, no glory, right? And our three brains don't exist on three different silos. They need to keep talking to each other. Creativity needs to consult compassion and courage too. So there you have it, head, heart, and gut. And today, it's about our gut brain and how we can be braver. I hope today's episode has inspired you to at least tickle your gut into doing something new or scary. When you stalk courage a little bit more, you may even discover a part of you that you never thought you own. And that is the biggest bonus. A better you as a result of being brave. I'll see you again in my next episode of The Awakener. Please keep coming back for more tools and inspiration. And remember, no matter how difficult or rude your awakenings may sometimes be, they may just point to a new beginning for you. In these challenging times of darkness, always remember to be NLP, a natural light provider, and always open your senses and stay awake.